0: Hey, and welcome to this episode of Revive and Thriveology. I interview Rebecca Kondrich and we talk about mindfulness in your home. You're going to love this episode. Keep watching. Welcome to Revive and Thriveology. I help women transform their lives by harmonizing their living space through holistic home practices. I'm your host, Lisa Morton. Welcome. Welcome to Revive and Thriveology. I'm your host, Lisa Morton. And you guys, I'm so excited for today. I know you're going to love this episode. I am excited to introduce my friend. I mean, we're friends. We've connected online so many times. And, and you've supported my business in amazing ways. Rebecca Kondrich, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thank you, Lisa. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Oh, my gosh. Tell everybody about yourself. Give them a little <sighs> intro.
1: Yeah, so I am Rebecca. I am, um, first off, just this human trying to figure out how to navigate this earth, but I am also a social worker. I own my own private practice where I work with women. Um, I'm also a mom, a wife, a sister, a daughter. So I am just ever on this journey of trying to continue to discover for myself and for others how we navigate this this earth this
0: life I love that you said you have a daughter who is so cute you said fourth grade
1: fourth grade she's nine years old she will be 10 in February it just goes really really fast
0: (laughs) how fun so tell everybody how you got into this work like how did you find this work how did you get into the social work
1: yeah so When I was younger, I had my own social worker, so I know that that played a really huge role in it, but honestly, out of high school, I really didn't know what I was going to do. I also uh, did some mission work when I was younger, so I traveled to North Dakota and provided service on a Lakota reservation, so there had been all these little ways throughout my growing up years that I had... Had the opportunity to serve, but also be served by somebody in a similar role as what I'm doing now. And I really didn't know what I wanted to do until that connection of having somebody deeply listen to me and then even reflect back that maybe I could also do this work, that this is a possibility. Did I even go to school for social work? So I was a non-traditional student. Um, When I finally decided to go, I worked with children and families and I dabbled in medical social work. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: I finally really found comfort and satisfaction working one-on-one with people. Um, I got a taste of that in medical. And so I really didn't think private practice was something I would do till I was older. I always had this vision of, private practice therapist is like somebody older, right? More like a mom age or a grandma age. And so when somebody said, there's no reason that you can't also do this, um, I just left. I wanted more freedom in my job, having a child. And so I just took a chance and it's been the most challenging next to motherhood and most rewarding thing (sighs) I have done.
0: (laughs) I love that. And and you focus a lot with women. You do most of your work with women, right? And you've even morphed yes. even more like to the feminine.
1: Yes, uh, I have always just really been drawn to women's stories. I can reflect back now, just even as a child growing up, sitting with my grandmother and listening to her tell a story. I was the listener in school when I was growing up where people came and told problems. Um, I had strangers out places find me and just, here's my life story. So it really felt something that I was called to do and honoring these stories and witnessing women when I Mm -hmm. even myself, right? I had my own therapist growing up. Know the power of somebody just even hearing you. So to be able to offer that back, it truly is a gift both ways.
0: Wow. yeah, I love that. <laughs> so you've been working a lot lately um, doing kind of morphing and doing some different things, some different education, workshop type things. Share a little bit about that because I know they're they're going to love you. They're going to want to, f- and I'm, okay, so little info here. I'm going to put all her info in the show notes so you can go find Rebecca. You can go connect with her. If you want to work with her, you can go there too, but like just learn all about her. So all that will be in the show notes, but tell us what you're working on now.
1: So I have, I'm still seeing women in my private practice. So for mental health, but I also recognize that we hit this point where maybe mental health isn't exactly what you need, but we still really need support, especially mothers. Um, COVID was a huge transition. And the biggest thing that I have seen for moms is that they feel more isolated and disconnected. We were forced to. And while some people will say that was really beautiful time with my family, we weren't busy, we didn't have obligations. It also means that they really lost their social support. So again, raising a family, being home with children, working or staying home full time, both come with their challenges. And Mm -hmm. if there's one thing I've also learned as a mother, you learn a lot about yourself while you're parenting. So you get pushed up against your own edges. And so it can be really Mm. difficult to navigate your own mental health emotions while trying to also navigate those of your children. And two big pieces that I have learned, self-compassion and mindfulness, and they really work hand in hand. And when we can incorporate both of those, we can transform our experience in our home Um, for ourselves and our family. I'm telling women all the time, you don't realize how much power you actually have in your home. And so when we can step into that and realize that we get to direct, um, it doesn't have to feel that overwhelming.
0: I love that. Oh my gosh. So let's talk about mindfulness. Tell us all about, you know, if somebody's totally new to this concept, I mean, it's thrown around all the time. But give me your version, your take on mindfulness
1: so mindfulness is being present in the moment not trying to change the moment but allowing it to be exactly as it is i think sometimes when we talk about meditation or mindfulness or any of these practices we have this assumption that it should feel good and that if it doesn't feel good i'm doing something wrong no mindfulness is being with the moment exactly how it is even if it's uncomfortable so even if your child is having a really hard day and you're feeling challenged. It's being Mm -hmm. in that moment as it is, observing how you are feeling, and then allowing it to be. Small Mm -hmm. known unknown tidbit, an emotion lasts at max 90 seconds in the body. Okay. So most of the time we feel like it's lasting so much longer and our reactions are actually what perpetuate it to, to be experienced so much longer. So when we can pause, which is what mindfulness also offers, then we can choose how we respond. And that I just gives so much personal power, empowerment, right? As we're mm-hmm. moving through our home and our busy lives.
0: Oh my gosh. Say that one part again. In 90 seconds? 90 seconds. An emotion, because an emotion is
1: a chemical response inside the body, Mm -hmm. that response lasts, at most, 90 seconds.
0: That's really interesting. You know, I've been working a lot with clutter clearing, and I have a clutter clearing course on my website, and, you know, we talk about all these ways to reduce the stress involved, and that's amazing. I need mm-hmm. to start sharing about that. I need to then connect them with you. <laughs> right? Well I say find a therapist. Find someone in your city or someone you can connect with online to help you. It's it's hard, it's a lot. But that ninety really seconds is then. just mm-hmm. it, it's just kinda like, oh once you know that, like <laughs> It's like going to a doctor's appointment you don't really want to go to. And I'm like, okay. And an hour, I'll be out in my car. Head mm-hmm. to go get a coffee. Life will go on, right? So if you know yeah. it's that hour, if you know it's 90 seconds of that emotion, that's right. really powerful.
1: Right. We're not stuck. That's often what I hear. I feel stuck. I can't move. It's not changing. Um, and there's so much more to that, right? So much more about our thoughts and our behaviors that we follow once we have that emotion. But when we realize Mm -hmm. that a simple pause, five seconds pausing, can shift how we move forward. Um, I have seen women be able to change how they respond. I have seen them have more satisfying relationships with their partner and with their children. I have seen them be able to accomplish things at home that they want to. Um, And -hmm. then realizing that your emotions aren't everything. And so mindfulness Mm -hmm. really gives us that space, right? I often think about yoga too, right? Like that's all about creating space. So Mm -hmm. it gives us the internal space.
0: That's so good. Oh my gosh. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the home, the space as you're in your space. How would you suggest someone try to find that mindful moment? Any tips or, you know, take some breath, sit down, you know, maybe like feet on the ground. What do you got? Yeah,
1: definitely feet on the ground. But the one that I use the most is even if we have a dishwasher, so many people do some dishes, right? At some point um, in a family home, somebody is washing something in the sink. And so we may have kids milling about, dogs barking, the radio on, the TV on. There's all this other external Stimulus happening and so what I advise is let's just be with the thing that we are doing That's also what mindfulness says. We're not meant to multitask One thing at a time. So what are you doing? You're washing dishes. So let's slow it down. Feel your feet on the floor What's the temperature of the water? What's the fragrance of the soap? What does it feel like in your hands? if you were new to the planet and you had this sink full of you don't even know what it is what would you describe it as what would you do with it and so we want to really acutely specifically focus in on the one thing that we're doing it slows the nervous system it will slow the heart rate it brings there is nothing else to do right now but the dishes
0: that's good that's really good. <laughs> do you have another kind of a comparison or analogy like that? Yeah, another
1: fun one. This just is with...
0: fun, but I mean, let's keep yeah, diving in. Yeah. This is really interesting.
1: So, another fun one that I do with women is lots of women have like a pretty set like face routine, right? Got mm-hmm. all their serums and their lotions and their washing. Okay, so I'll take the evening routine. And I go slow it down. When's the last time you even paid attention to what you're doing, what you're using, what it feels? Like? Even just like the power of human touch is so powerful, even mm-hmm. your own touch. And so it's like, are you rushing through it? Do you even think about what you're doing anymore? How are you moving through this? So let's slow it down. Be mindful about what you're doing, the order you're doing things in. Again, lots of women, right? You've got like your coveted sacred little things that you use. Feel them, smell them. You chose them for a reason. Let's experience it instead of rushing through it.
0: And if you think about the energy of that, not just doing it, but also the energy you're putting into that process is really mm-hmm. beautiful of like dabbing your, you know, doing your yeah, things. Right? That's so nice. So tell me how you in your life take on mindfulness what are some practices you do at home or as you're busy with your daughter running around yeah so my bed getting my bed Mm -hmm. ready
1: is really huge for me and so taking the time I'm not perfect about it every day but taking the time to really set that space for myself um it is a great way for me to be able to come back in the evening and just have the comfort right? I'm into, you know, all the luxurious fabrics and blankets and pillows. So it's a full sensory experience. So I I need to have that. Um, another piece for me is I do a lot of gardening. So I'm just not going to think about the weather shifting, but being out (laughs) with the flowers, um, I was actually pulling seeds to gather some seeds from some things that I did this year, you know, Mm -hmm. and, bees are just buzzing around and the wind is blowing a little bit and I'm just noticing the feel of them right as I'm just gathering them and putting them in a container and there's Mm -hmm. nothing else in the world that needs to happen right then but Mm -hmm. collecting the seeds I even had a little bumblebee land on my shoulder I don't know how long he was there we were just harvesting together right in this space and so so grounding for me
0: wow so, I want to go in a direction I wasn't planning to go, but yeah. I love this conversation. Tell me about your daughter, or if you would suggest for little ones to find some mindfulness. Maybe it's something they do in their room, or I don't know. What do you think? Yeah.
1: So one of the things, right, where that I actually express and teach is how can we do something with them together.
0: Because okay.
1: again, especially once school starts, everything is rushed and busy and scheduled. And so kids need downtime and time to unwind just as much as adults, they just do it different. Okay. They do it in play. Okay. So getting into whatever they are interested in, right? My daughter is really huge into putting on little performances right now. And so I am the most active audience. My phone is down, I am full attention, we get the song that she wants, and I am just there in it with her. Children actually don't need very much guidance on being mindful. They're in the present naturally anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. They need us to show them presence.
0: Ooh, that's good. You know, I was thinking as you were describing that, It's kind of like, you know, I was thinking, well, that could be like sitting coloring in your coloring book. And I'm like, how funny is it we have adult coloring books? I haven't pulled one out in a while, but like during COVID, oh, my gosh, I was coloring every night because I'm not a TV watcher, but there wasn't a whole lot to do. So I'm coloring every night. And it was so peaceful and relaxing. Mm hmm.
1: We're just awesome. big children. Like we don't change as much as we think that we do, right? Like we're just in bigger bodies and have bigger responsibilities. But if we can learn from our children just by watching them, they're, if they're coloring, mm-hmm. they that's all they're doing. Maybe they're letting their imagination tell a story about it, but it's all they're doing. So for adults to get in there with them is going to be the mm-hmm. greatest gift to the relationship, to the child, and to the parent.
0: Awesome. So with your knowledge of everything you do and your yoga and everything, tell me about, I want to talk about setting up a space for maybe it could be mindfulness, but I guess initially when we were prepping for this talk, I was thinking like meditation. Mm-hmm. What items do you suggest for a meditation space or... We'll call it a mindfulness space to just yes. quiet, to calm.
1: Yes. So first and foremost, leave your phone out of the room. Ooh. I know that we want to listen to things or, you know, have like, let's just try it. Let's leave it out of the room. It's distracting. Um, and then I think anything that feels good to you that gives a sensory experience. So whether that's a scented candle or it's a candle for the the visual, fire is huge, And even just to have something right, I think lots of us can be mesmerized by just watching a flame. That's a form of meditation. Um, I have crystals and rocks everywhere, right? Because I like something to hold.
0: Sure. Um,
1: Keeping a space that's dimly lit, right? So we don't Mm -hmm. need a bright light, but. I'm all for natural light in the sun. If you can find a space that does that, or some people really like to be able to keep it dim and dark, just not mm-hmm. really bright. Um, and then I would say any other kind of you know comfortable pillow, lying down, seated. There are no rules. Legs up the wall. There there are no. There's no one rule, right? Of, of yeah. how you need to be positioned. And that can change each time, but something that and I love good, that feels good. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I feel like so many people think I have to sit on a meditation cushion and do it just right and have my legs crossed. And no. and you don't have to do that. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Just and I make think it feel good, good, right?
1: <laughs> right. Whatever feels good to you, lay on your belly. I mean, it's fine. Fetal position doesn't matter.
0: Nice. Nice. I work with a lot of um, my clients when we're doing this, and I pull into the the five-element system, right? So we want grounding, Mm -hmm. so we want the earth element, so beige, tanned, brown, cream colors, um, Mm -hmm. whether that's maybe a pillow you're sitting on or a blanket you're wrapped up in or maybe the clothing you're wearing. Um, Mm -hmm. Bring in those, those rocks and crystals are always fun. And now here's my question. Are you a smooth, polished gal, or do you like the raw stones?
1: If it is something that I have that I'm gonna fidget with, it needs to be smooth.
0: Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so if I'm I holding that. it, and I'm, they usually have some kind of little ridge, right? And so there's always some little flaw. And so I do find that spot, but I don't want the whole thing to be rough. But to decorate or to have in the space, raw, mm. rough rocks everywhere.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Oh, Rebecca, tell me what's next for you. What's going on? What are you going forward working on these days?
1: So I'm looking to put together some groups. I'd really love to gather moms. Again, I feel like they are so isolated. And I hear so many just seeking community over and over again. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how to do it. And I've observed that even in my own experience. We don't know how to come together. It's not natural like it was in the past. So I would love to put together a group from others. I also really wanna do something for therapists. For me personally, Mm -hmm. I would report still that I did not understand or recognize the impact of COVID until 2022 on myself, right? Mm. I went right into presence mode. I went right into serving mode and I was there for two and a half years. And so I'm seeing that with other therapists too. We were going through it at the same time as everybody else, but we were showing up and serving. And so the felt Mm. experience was delayed, and it's coming Mm. out now.
0: That's fascinating. Wow. So your groups for women and therapists, are you thinking about this is going to be in person, in Cleveland where you are, or is this going to be a virtual thing? I'm open to either.
1: I've kind of explored what would it look like to gather people online. I'm not opposed to that. I certainly have shifted all of my views about it in the last several years. Right. Um, And then I also I would like to gather moms in person because I also feel strongly that they need that connection outside of the group. Right. That it would go Mm -hmm. beyond us physically meeting and that you actually begin to have this community.
0: I love that. And even just like share a cup of tea together or a laugh Mm -hmm. or something.
1: Right. That's what we need, a space to Mm -hmm. show up, share how we're doing, how we're feeling, and to know somebody else sees us.
0: That's So nice. And like you said earlier, here's us. Yes. Right. Oh, my gosh. Well, the time has come. I'm going to ask my favorite question. I love asking everyone, what is your favorite place in your home?
1: So I had to go back and forth between a couple, but it is definitely my bedroom. I have worked hard to make that space, um, and restful and peaceful and comforting. I have chosen the art very carefully. It's very feminine, very maternal. I love, I am a tourist, so we're all about the luxury goods, right? The sensory earthy experience. So. I spent time finding just the right quilts and blankets. Um I like to have weight on me, so creating that sanctuary okay. for me, it really helps restore, which is what we need. I love that. What I need. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, you'd mentioned a, a plethora of textures, right? Mm-hmm. How many throw pillows do you have on your bed? <laughs>
1: know what i don't have too many because my my fatal flaw is the putting them on and off right but (laughs) i have recently discovered my most favorite pillow so when i'm kind of in my zone i there's four pillows
0: i think that's a great amount yeah right Oh, my gosh. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on, talking with us. Again, I'm going to have all of Rebecca's info in the show notes. You can go find her, follow her, and learn all about the amazing things she's doing. Because she's just been, you know, in the few years we've known each other, like I've just so enjoyed watching you morph and shift and just, you know, just grow as, as a human as just an amazing woman and I just totally respect the heck out of you and think you're great
1: (laughs) thank you so much
0: Rebecca thank you again um everyone thanks for jumping on and I will see you all in our next episode next week I'd like to thank our production company, Caraggio Media, the WELT 95.7 Studios, and our sponsor, Good G. For more information, follow the link in the show notes. Be sure to hit like, hit the subscribe button, and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, find us on Facebook, and be sure to let me know what topics you'd like to hear about. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.